12 p.m. from Fishbowl Studios. Log on to hear sports talk from basketball to football and view your feedback on the biggest sports news you want to talk about from around the world. So be sure to log on each week Tuesdays at 12 p.m. to catch the Jamie Agenti Show. Hope to see you soon on Fishbowl Radio Network. Jump in. Hey, well, this is Jamie. Welcome to the Jamie Agenti Show right here on Fishbowl Radio. My name is Jamie. Happy Tuesday. It's September 20th, 2022. Now, everybody, let's dive this in. Everybody watch the Cincinnati versus Dallas game. We got five takeaways from that, okay? Now, let's start with the quarterback, Joe Burrow. Okay, now, Joe Burrow, you know, big time. Well, you can't say a big time quarterback, but, you know, he's getting up there. He's not a Tom Brady. I can't, I can't put him in that Tom Brady status. I, I, I just can't. He, he has not shown enough to, uh, to galvanize his game to be a Tom Brady. Now he could, but you got to give him time to develop. And what I mean by that is having that stable offensive line. The man got sacked six times, and I heard a stat on the CBS broadcast that he got sacked a. a, a a team high fifty one times last year, and they were playing was they were playing was nobody on the on that line, but but yet how do you add Lyon Collins who was a disappointment in Dallas to your uh, right tackle line, and he couldn't block. Lyon Collins is just he's not that dude anymore. Like the guy, like you saw how Michael was tearing him up. He tore him up badly. To the point where your quarterback gets sacked six times. Now, granted, as a Cowboys fan, we're, that's great. But if you're assisting, if you're a Bengals fan, I, I'll be concerned. Like you want your quarterback to last maybe another season, maybe at close to five or ten. I don't think this man can, can last at least seven seasons. Just imagine just the amount of hits that he takes. On, on every game, um, so they got to fix that. But other than that, he was not that great this Sunday, this past Sunday, and all because of the pressure. But let's dive into Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush is more of a conservative quarterback. He's not no Dak Prescott. And I saw the posts that that, that are saying, "Well, Cooper Rush is better than Dak." Hell no. Cooper Rush is not better than Dak. Cooper Rush is just a guy. He's just filling a, a spot. Like, uh, granted, he made some great throws. He 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 was able to climb. He was able to. He didn't really climb the pocket, but he was able to take his time, uh, allow the receivers to run their routes and get the ball out. He got the ball out quicker. You know, the Bengals were throwing out six to eight guys on the line of scrimmage, and he was able to, um, you know, change the play at the line of scrimmage. And um, he's more of a conservative quarterback. We're not expecting big numbers from him, but I want that. I want a stability quarterback that can get the job done, and Cooper Rush is that guy. Now, I, I don't see him being a full-time starter in Dallas, maybe a starter on, on another team, but... I mean, he's a good compliment to your backup role. Whenever you need something, he's right there. 
Um, you know, he threw a touchdown pass. He, he had three, 235 yards. I mean, it's manageable. It's not great. It's manageable. But my thing is, Cooper Rush can lead us, can, can take us as far as he can. Um, you know, I, I do think that Dak needs to rest a little bit more. Um, I did hear in the broadcast that he could, he, he could come back next week. Or if Dak's saying that, like, I'll tell Dak, Dak, take your time. We'll be all right. You know, we may not score 30 points like you, like, like we're supposed to. But if we can, if we can get the job done, if he can be able to climb the pocket, if he can be able to get some protection, which he did on Sunday, then, then all is not lost. I think we'll be fine. I think Dak should just take his time, uh, let his dumb heal, and go from there. And I, I do want to bring in a second person here. Um, Gabe. So, yo, Gabe. Yo. What What did you think? What did you think about Cooper Rush's performance? And what do you think about people people saying, "Well, Cooper Rush is better than Dak." Um, you know, oh, well, he should be a full time starter uh, <laughs> moving forward. What did you think about that? Well, I think anybody that's saying Cooper Rush is better than Dak needs to just stop talking. Yeah. Um, because that doesn't even make any logical sense if you saw the game that we saw. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's not that much. I mean, Dak. Granted, Dak didn't have a great game against yeah. Tampa, but we know who Dak is. Yes, he got a he got all of the millions of dollars for a reason. Mm-hmm. Like we got to stop. <laughs> <laughs> Cooper Rush has been a lifetime backup <laughs> for a reason. Granted, he played well. Um, first two drives, I was very very impressed. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, was yeah, we drives. could we could easily take control of this game, and then mm-hmm. they took their foot off the gas. Right. As right. the Cowboys tend to do. And I think it's more of a play calling situation because okay. I think he was very comfortable. Right. He was seeing the field well. He wasn't mm-hmm. forcing balls. Um, it got to a point where he started to force balls, like when they yeah. started getting those third and long situations. Mm-hmm. Which um, we have to address because uh, those third and longs, is, it's, um, it is, it's like the second game in a row where we're not, we're, we got to make the right play call. And I think I'm so tired, and we talked about this last week, Sure. But I'm so tired of those little swing, little swing pass outs to the yes. running backs. I hate that play. <laughs> I hate. I don't know why we run it. It never works. It's just it, to fool the defense. The defense see, it the, doesn't fool it, anybody. It it's, does not. It's literally a toss in the shotgun. So right. You're already it, starting it from five yards behind the line mm, of scrimmage. Exactly. You're tossing the ball out and hoping that your running back can get outside. But oh wait, mm-hmm. you got Zeke back there. Right. Zeke is not outrunning anybody at this point. <laughs> And I love Zeke, but I'm just saying, like, I have to be real. I mean, I mean, here's the thing. You know, the way Cincinnati, Cincinnati threw a bunch of defensive packages on us. They threw six to eight guys on the line of scrimmage to the Mm -hmm. point where Cooper was able to uh, get the pass off. Mm -hmm. Um, And then they started to bail in the second half. Right. So they showed that same blitz Mm -hmm. and they bailed. So now he's having to read, oh, this is the zone that they dropped to. Right. And it wasn't working. It couldn't. The play calling wasn't fitting what right. he was seeing on the field. And you kind of saw a little bit of that confusion. I did see it. I did um, see a little bit of it. Um, I, I, I do see this. But but this popped in my mind. Yeah. Okay. So did you think that Cooper Rush was – did they open the playbook for him more than – well, my question would be, 
did, did you think they opened the playbook more for him this game, or can you say that they're they're saving the playbook for that? Because I felt like when Cooper got to the line of scrimmage, he was able to call his own plays. The way the defense was, you know, like they were showing six or eight at the mm-hmm. line of scrimmage. The way well, Cincinnati I think, was like we talked about last week. We wouldn't have found another quarterback who was that comfortable in the system. Right. He's been in the system for years at this point. Mm-hmm. Like since honestly, probably as long as Dak. Like. So he Probably has so. the understanding of the offense of right. what plays around him and Noah Brown had a connection clearly. Yeah, um, clearly a connection. So it was a lot of comfortability. Yeah. So I think he just had free reign, right. similar to how Dak was. So I, they didn't call it much different, right? If we're being honest, I mean, okay. if we were down by ten points or something like that, and he mm-hmm. would have had to pass the ball, then we would have seen exactly what we saw last week from Dak because right. it was the same performance, right? Um, so, I mean, he was 19 of 31, I believe, or something like that. Uh, he was uh, – Cooper was, yeah, 19 of 31 for 235. Yeah, um, which is decent. It's Yeah. It's a decent game. Yeah. He, I just think they took their foot off the gas in the second half. Um, like they always do. Like they uh, always do. Because, because, you know, like, you know, this this league is all about points, style points. So, you have to keep your foot on the gas. Um, I think – the play calling was a little conservative for me. I felt, uh, you know, I, I just, we got it, you know, like I said, the way Cincinnati was playing their defense, it was like six to eight at the line of scrimmage. I'm like, well, no, you know, at this point, you got to, you got to keep it up because yeah. when I saw that they were driving a little bit, I just felt like, okay, well, um, well, we, we got it. We got to speed the offense up. We got them, mm-hmm. you know, uh, can we th- get, get more pass plays? Can we, yeah. um, Put uh, Pollard in space because I felt like this game was Pollard's game. Yeah, the way the defense was showing out, this was Pollard's game, and not necessarily fed him. They should have fed him a lot more. They should. I personally think Pollard is our every down back, and Zeke is more of a third down back at this point. I mean, I no, I can't. can't, Well, I can't say that because, and here's why. Yeah, I felt like Zeke is a power runner. Zeke can get you the first and second down back. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. second down run. Hmm. Pollard, even though he's he, even though he can get those things, mm-hmm. I feel like he's more of a slick runner. He can uh, like slice through the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. Um, he's still uh, to me, he's still a third down back. I don't want to use him on third down. I want to see like I want to see every team's defense what yeah. what they throw out there. Like for example, if 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 the defense is more physical, if they have like. You know, if they're throwing a three-four defense, mm-hmm. right? I want Zeke to be out there a lot more than Pollard is. Yeah, because this game, you can easily, you know, give Pollard maybe about twelve or thirteen more yeah. more carries. And I would agree with you one hundred percent if yeah. our offense was structured different. Right. The reason I say that is because our offensive line is not up to par they're necessarily. Not. They're not. So for a back like Zeke, you have to move the line of scrimmage you can't just you know what i'm saying like right at least with pollard we can get him out in space right um we can try to like throw him some screens and Mm -hmm. stuff like that zeke is not as mobile as he once was he's not um Um, but the thing about it is is they're going to continue to throw out they're going to continue to throw him out there because jerry says so um i think um the play call i think uh, you know it is a game by game basis for me. Yeah. For me, this was Pollard's run game. Yeah. I think, you know, when you talk about the Giants, 
and the Eagles, which, well, I don't think we have the Eagles next. But the Giants. We got Washington after the Giants. Yeah. The Giants, which I'll watch more film about it later this week. Mm-hmm. I think that they're more of a physical team. I think their secondary yeah. is a little suspect, but mm-hmm. I think they can throw seven easily at the line of scrimmage. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think that's kind of what they did to Christian McCaffrey last yes. week. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. That's what I noticed. They're very, very physical on defense. Mm-hmm. Um, offensively, they leave a lot to be desired. So that's yeah. good for our defense because our defense has been playing out of this world. But we'll get to that. Definitely. Definitely. Um, um, so offensively, right. I mean, 20 points is 20 points against a, a team that threw six or eight guys on line of scrimmage. They're not the same team. It's early, but they're not the same team as we saw last year. Yeah. Now, let's let's dive into Noah Brown's development, okay? Mm-hmm. You know, I heard the interview this morning with him when he was doing the Cowboys Hour yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a great kid. Um, now, I was, I, I, was, I was thinking about this. I, we talked about, you know, getting receivers mm-hmm. because, you know, like, you know, every team needs – you know, whenever injury goes down, a team will get reach out to receiver to work mm-hmm. out and my, sign him right away. Uh, does Noah Brown right now, can he be that third guy? He can. But right now he's playing the two. Okay. Because we don't okay. have Gallup. So he's playing okay. out of. I mean, Gallup, can, Gallup be, won't be 100% healthy. Though. Exactly. I, he Even won't when he be, gets back, he's yeah, not going to he be won't 100%. Be, he won't be, he'll be like at least 50, but. The way the Cowboys structure their their players, they just throw them out immediately. Like for example, yeah. like you know, like Dak can come back next week. I'm like, well, Dak has a broken thumb. Like, yeah, you know, like, like you, you know, I never played quarterback, but at least you got to have you got to have uh, all five fingers, you got all five fingers yeah. to that to play quarterback <laughs> to get the ball out and all that stuff. So, no, yeah, but I think but Gallup needs about another two weeks. I think so too. If anybody it, out there had ACL injuries. You would know that that's like a six to nine month injury. Yeah. Or maybe. Maybe longer, depending on. Long, it depends how the player's structured, mm-hmm. though. It like, depends on your recovery and all of that. Mm-hmm. All of that stuff plays into it. It's a very, very particular injury. Yeah. Like, I don't know how to describe it, but right. it's very, very, very. Like, it's not simple to recover from. That's mm-hmm. the bottom line. No, yeah. So, According to Jerry, it is. Jerry said. Jerry said. He, Jerry said Dak can come back within four games. I'm so sick of Jerry. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, hey, hey. I mean, whatever gives us a chance. But yeah. I'm not. I, but I agree with you though. Like, yeah. like, like, just chill. Everybody. Right. Can, I feel like we're in a place right now where we can really develop some mm-hmm. of these young guys. Exactly. Like, Use even if we don't make the playoffs, whatever. Who cares? Yeah, I don't really because I don't think we're going anywhere when we get to the playoffs anyway. Unless our sure. defense is st- just still killing and playing out of this. But world. the defense, but the defense the, would have to carry us there. You they got to score points, so and they got to score points. They, they, they care, that like like for example, I saw a stat like you know um, we didn't force any turnovers on Joe Burrow. We could have easily done that, but yeah. you know I think he was more uh, a little passive. Yeah. Uh, in the pocket, which I was very surprised seeing seeing him little being a little more passive. And they have the it. best receiving core in the league. They do. It's not even an argument. They do. Um, so I think that yeah, Joe holding Joe Joe Burrow to 199 yards. Our defense God. is different. Our defense is different. Uh, 
we're not the turnover machine that we were last year. We're not right. going to create all the turnover, but we're going to play solid defense. And we're going to make you kick field goals. We made Tom Brady kick field goals. <laughs> hey, you know Tom Brady's not happy about that. Either. Not at all. <laughs> and that's a fully healthy Tampa Bay. That was mm-hmm. with yeah, Julio Jones. That's exactly. with Mike Evans. That's with all of these guys all that they got. All these guys. And you hold them to 19 points. you hold points. them to 19 points. That's, that's not to go understated and if we had an offense like we had last year <laughs> right i mean it, we it, win that game i mean i mean time would tell right time yeah. would tell like we like we don't have like like we're definitely missing amari's presence we're definitely missing Gallup's presence um you know i think i think no, guys like noah brown could hold us over till mm-hmm. they can come back or better yet i want noah brown to be a full-time receiver maybe yeah. have that second guy um develop and mm-hmm. you know you, you never know and i personally come think out this out. is gonna sound crazy mm-hmm. but i probably sound like the people that was saying cooper rush is better than Dak. but i honestly think that mm-hmm. noah brown is the best receiver that we have on the field um, you know what I, cd I, I, lamb you know what I, I i have to agree because uh cd lamb didn't do enough I mean, he had a decent game, but yeah. he didn't do enough to learn from like route running to like you know how to fight off you know you know defenders because these guys, these cornerbacks that we're playing against, are like a buck fifty-five to like a buck ninety at best, and they're yeah. smaller. Mm-hmm. So CD should have the leverage to go over them. Like if you're trying to be a number one receiver, you have to. You have to make yourself out. Even if they're playing cover two or man to man, you got to be able to beat that coverage. Yeah, I think we undervalued Amari Cooper. We did. Um, um, I think we got rid of him too quickly. Yeah. I think I think he wanted to. I think we could have we could have uh, we could we we could have built a connection. Yeah, and I think CD could be a number one receiver if he had more time to develop his skill set. Like. They don't. They, they don't didn't give him, enough, give him time. enough time. They don't give him like, enough time. Like you let Amari Cooper go, but okay, he's not ready for that yet. Like his skill set is not there yet. You can clearly see it. He doesn't create enough separation. He right. drops too many balls. Right. Like, I right. mean, I I love CD Lamb, and I think he is incredible, an incredible talent. Yeah. But I do think Noah Brown is the more complete receiver. You Maybe that's what? a better way to say it. He's not better, but he's yeah, the more complete. I, I, yeah, um, I, I do see that. Yeah, he, he is the more uh, complete receiver. I, and, um, you know, he's the only, honestly, he's the only receiver we have on that field right now. I mean, I, I, I wish that they, you know, he was on the field a lot longer. I mean, again, he can't block. Yeah. Because he's not, he's not physical enough, but at least, you know, he can, he, Finds a way to get open, and he's also Cooper's favorite target because they were on the second team with each other yeah. during practice. It's very comfortable. You can see the chemistry. It's not even like mm-hmm. um, it's not even just like forced. You know what I'm saying? Right. With CD, he was giving, he was throwing him passes, but it seemed a little forced to me. Like, yes, it in certain scenarios, like he threw. I think if I remember looking it up, it was like twelve balls or something. Right. Like that but they were, they were they were he caught but, seven out of the twelve. But you could understand that you know, you could understand that was was your number one. You're gonna you're gonna try to get him involved. Like yeah. Cincinnati, you know, I think Jamar Chase was shut down for about what? Maybe about yeah, two catches. Two catches on, on Trayvon. He had five catches in the game, but on Trayvon he had two. So I think they were trying to get him more involved in the game. Yeah. I mean and also um 
T. Higgins was the one. He he didn't have a catch in the first half. Yeah, Boyd. You know, he started to keep. He started to get going. Boyd was the bigger, uh, the biggest receiver in the first half. Yes, and um, you, you know they couldn't get going. Yeah. So I, I look at our receiver core. We only have two legitimate receivers, which is uh, Noah Brown and C.D. Lamb. Yeah, you know, being you know he could be a number one receiver. Not yeah. maybe maybe not on this team, but maybe on somebody else's team. And I'm gonna I mean, tell you, Dalton Schultz. Is gonna always keep a fumble. It's, it's, <laughs> he's gonna, he's always yes. gonna find a way to lose that ball. Yes, he's not. He's not built like a tight end. You know, tight ends are supposed to be physical. Tight ends are supposed to block, and you know, once they hit, once they chip block the the pass rusher, they're supposed to get out of space. Mm. The, I don't see Dalton Schultz being that guy. Yeah, that, that's either. out of space. I think I think we're under. I think I, I think. I think we undervalue his his um, his physique a little mm-hmm. bit. I, he's not that physical tight end. I my tight end will be built like a Tony Gonzalez, um, mm-hmm. maybe a Jason Witten, Gronk. Um, yeah, Gronk. Yeah. Uh, those type of guys. Even Kyle Pitts has the build. Well, Kyle Pitts is no tight end. Kyle, I, I knew coming out, Kyle Pitts he's was going receiver. to be a receiver. So, you know, why put him at tight end when he's built like a receiver? And like, I just don't understand that. Yeah, I don't want to get into Kyle Pitts because I'm actually mad at him right now because I started him <laughs> in my fantasy and you know <laughs> he ain't do nothing. He got me two points. Um, I still won, so I'm good. But I'm a little mad at him right now. He'll be benched next week. Don't be mad, bro. You'll be all right <laughs> as, long, as long as 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 long as he has a quarterback. Yeah. Either, yeah. Then 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 he'll get you your points. Yeah. Which but. he doesn't have a quarterback, so he won't be getting me any points. So he'll be benched <laughs> for the rest of the season. Um, <laughs> but yeah, back to the boys, man. Oh I, I do think that um, Cooper Rush played well. Going back okay. to the topic at hand, okay. Um, I do think he played well. I think that people are a little bit overreacting. Well, that, that well, that's that that's more for of Cowboys a, fans, but that that's more of you know, like you know, like I follow groups like G Bag and the Dallas Cowboys fans, yeah. and it was like half and half, right? So half mm-hmm. were, were like G Bag was saying, not those guys, mm-hmm. fans of G Bag were saying, okay, well, we got our quarterback, Cooper is better than Dak. Dallas Cowboys fans were saying the same thing. Half of them were. Um, to me. Dak is always going to be that quarterback. Yeah, like Dak, Dak can get us to where we need to go. Now, if we we we, if Jerry stayed out of the way, like we always been saying, then we'll have then we'll have success. But we will we will never be successful in, in this division if Jerry's always going to be in the way of things. He's going to be always talking about that bull crap about okay, well, you got a torn ACL, you can come back in two weeks, or you got a torn Achilles. You'll play next week. And I I just still, for some reason, he does this every year, and I don't know why right. I'm still shocked. But why are you speaking on player injuries as an owner? Like, it'd be different you know if what? you head up, like, if you were the you know what? coach or something I, I like that. I think it's by control. I, I think, and it's control, it right? I think I think that, um, and the Cowboys have the best training staff in the, in the, in the, in the league. Let's not get that, let's not get that twisted. Um, you know, and I agree with you. I think a trainer, trainers don't do interviews. I've never seen a trainer do an interview. The trainers are direct 
information to the coach. Coach is supposed to give out injuries. Okay, well, you know, Dak has a, you know, broken thumb. Or, you know, like uh, Michael Gallup has a torn ACL. He's going to be out this game. Why is Jerry on these interviews saying, well, you know, this guy can come back in weeks, which he has never touched the football in years. He's, he's about taking our money and running with it. Yeah. Like that, 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 that game, that like, 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 do you ever go, like, have you ever experienced a training room? Me? I have. Yeah, I have. I have. I, I, I seen, I seen the work that these trainers put into the players on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. And I seen the information directed to the coach and say, you know what? This player's going to be out. But Jerry says it differently. Yeah. Like, they allow this man to say, you know what? Jerry, we want you to, uh, don't say anything. I want to say it. In, I want to say stuff for you guys. Mm -hmm. Okay. I know what's going on in this team. Yeah. I know the trainers. I know the the players for firsthand. I hang Bottom out. Bottom line with the is, man, Jerry's about his money, right? Jerry's about nothing but his money, right? And every person that he's hired needs to perform and produce. That's his thought process. It's At control. The the, I mean, it's, it, it's control. It's, it's easy to say that, but it's like he doesn't allow anybody to do their job, exactly. like like you know. Mike McCartney, he he got Aaron Rodgers was carrying him. Uh, Kellen Moore, Kellen Moore was back up to to Tony Romo, and um, he didn't see the field as much. Then he's all of a sudden he retired, yeah. and then now he's calling plays. His plays are a little suspect, but give or take. Yeah, you know, I want to give Kellen Moore some credit. Okay, so because I be hating on him a lot. Um, yeah, I think he did well okay. in the first half. Okay. I think his problem is when there's a lead, he tends to get conservative. Um, yes. I also hate some of the little tricky tricky plays that he be doing. I don't like that. Can we get rid of the tricky plays? Because I feel like, you know, like what well, they're setting up is up for failure. So those third and 14s, like you're asking our quarterback, our backup quarterback to go f to throw for 14, 15 yards, which we don't have the best route running receivers in the game. Yeah. So like, you're asking him basically to force balls into – Basically, coverage. turnovers into cover twos and cover three. Like that doesn't make any sense. That doesn't. Make I don't. Any I, I, I mean, I don't understand all of those that. little, like the little swings and mm -hmm. the little reverses and all of that stuff. Like no, you're not fooling anybody. You're not fooling anybody, and it literally puts you behind mm -hmm. behind the line of scrimmage. So you're exactly. doing all of this mess behind the line of scrimmage before you even take off and go right. forward. To me, that doesn't make any logical sense. I've never understood those plays, whether it be from the Cowboys or anybody else. Right. Because they don't work. Right. <laughs> they just don't I work. Mean, I, I, I get, I get some front that has, you know, let's give Cincinnati a little bit of credit on their defensive line. They have yeah. some decent players, yeah. but it's like, it's like you're throwing six to eight on the line of scrimmage. You cannot throw, run those plays. I'm like, okay. I'm and like, I'm going to tell you, Tyler Smith played his ass off. He did. He, he did. He 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 held he held his own. Yeah. Um. The one player that that I have an issue with is uh, Terrence Steele. Now Terrence Steele, he held up in this game, but moving forward, I have an issue with him. I have an issue with him blocking. You know. You know these pass rushers. When we play Philly, that's going to tell me everything I need to know. It's going. I mean, even New York, the Rams. The Rams, like, yeah, New, like New, York, New York, the next opponent, because, you know, 
the guy can't can't give you much. Like I can bank on Zach Martin. Um, I could bank on the center. I can't pronounce his name, but Fioko is the left guard. Mm-hmm. He 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 did he, to his credit. He did well. Yeah. Um, you know Tyler Smith. You know he's only going to grow from here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but at some point during the season, I feel like teams are going to put their best pass rusher on Terrence side because knowing that he cannot block, yeah. he can't hold a block mm-hmm. for more than for longer than three three or four seconds. Because I think that's how much Cooper Rush needs. Yeah. He needs three or four seconds. He can't. He can't climb the pocket like Dak Thugs. Nah. Like he, I, I'm not expecting him to give me that ten, you know, five to ten yard run yeah. on like second, second and four or he's locked like in the pocket. Four. He's locked in the pocket. And, exactly. And that's fine. There's a lot of quarterbacks that are like that. But at the same, but, at the same time, you got to know your receivers. Exactly. Cooper knows one receiver. Yeah. Dak knows like two or three. Exactly. Like in the first game, Dak knew one receiver, yeah. even though Tampa was playing a lot of cover two. Mm-hmm. This game, you know, if Dak played, he could have easily exposed their defense. But I think, I think, like you say, conservative play calling. Yeah. And I think Dak is to give Dak some credit too. Mm-hmm. Dak, he sees the field well. Mm-hmm. I think his accuracy is the problem. The okay. reason why we see so yeah. many deficiencies in his game mm-hmm. is because his he's not an accurate he's not the most accurate quarterback. He he's never not. was. He's not. At Mississippi State he was the same way. I've been watching him right. his whole until mm-hmm. since college. Right. So to me, I mean, I kinda knew what I was getting. So I, right. nothing really shocks me. Right. I just wish the play calling was more fitting for the quarterback that we have. You know what I'm saying? You're yeah. trying to force Dak to be something that he's not. Yes, and you know, and, and I agree with you. Um, you know, at, you know, most teams in the NFL score more than 20 points, right? Mm-hmm. And um, you know, right now we don't. Right now, I, I can't tell you of a team that has that high. Well, I can tell you Buffalo. Yeah. Buffalo has that high point offense. We're never going to beat Buffalo. No. Like I don't want. That type of Buffalo offense. Well, then again, Miami's offense is pretty good. Um, you know, and they have a they have a quarterback that 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 is hot or cold, like yeah. like like a you know. And I Tua Tua's game is more of a Tua's game is more of a like a like like it's more like a like a third like a second string quarterback thing. He doesn't impress you as much as you know. Well, what other quarterback can I can I say that that can produce those numbers, but yet he can go back to reality? Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston is one of them. Matthew Stafford. I got a list. Yeah, I, <laughs> I thought about that. I mean, I mean, I mean, those guys get the job done. Yeah, you know, those guys, those receivers run poor routes like our receivers do, but they get the job done. Yeah. Um, you know, and honestly. At some point, you know, when does when, when does Mike McCartney take over the play calling? When does he say, you know what, I want to I want to score thirty points? Well, I want thirty points. I would love. I, part of me is like, I don't want him to take over the play calling because he's not a okay. good clock manager. That's true. So he's That's horrible true. at clock management. 
One of the worst I've ever seen. Like, I, <laughs> but at the same time, you gotta understand something. Our defense, we have, we're, even though our, our defense is athletic, mm-hmm. I don't expect them to be on the field more than thirty minutes uh, at a time. Like Michael Parsons played a whole entire game. Yeah. Like second time this season has done that. Yeah. Like he, he he's fit enough to do that. But I don't want long our time. defense to long term wise. We cannot have our defense sit on the field for 30-plus minutes. Because no. all these defensive games are going to get tiring. Yeah. They're exactly. going to get exhausted. Exactly. And I, especially because we got people like D-Law who are veterans that aren't used to playing like that. Right. We got people, and he's been very, very quiet, which right. is he, concerning. It's very concerning. Um, I need him to step up his game. At some point, I need him to step up. Like, you cannot be, you cannot be that veteran, but you cannot sit back and say, you know, I'm just going to – you know, mentor this guy. Michael does not need no mentoring. Michael, 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 Michael is a generational talent. Exactly. Like, 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 you talk about the ultimate sacrifice of of not doing the Skip and Shannon interview after a loss and say, you know what, I'm going to get back and get better and come back and produce two sacks. Yeah. Like, I think he has four sacks already. Yeah, and does. he can. I, I, he's on record. I, I, my prediction will be twenty-two sacks, considering the fact of where he lines up and considering the type of blockers that these teams have. Mm-hmm. This man's unstoppable. Yeah. He doesn't need a mentor guy. No, like you won't see another pass rusher with that speed. He, that's like, he's, talent. It's just it's different. It's yeah, different. It's, exactly. it's very very. Different. I can't put it into words. Exactly. But when you see when you see generational gifts, mm-hmm. you know it immediately. Right. Like it's not. There's nothing to really question <laughs> at that point. Um, but on the other side of the, on a good note, Anthony Brown has been quiet. That's very concerning on my part because uh, he was the most penalized player uh, last season. And it's concerning I was like, to you. It is. Be, huh. be, it is because because it is because like, you have to you, you, because you have to. You know, opposite Trayvon Diggs, yeah. you got to have a, a second guy. Like, if, if Trayvon is – well, I can't say safety help, but if if Trayvon's having a, a, a horrible game against their number one, I expect Anthony Brown, who is a veteran, mm-hmm. to step up. Like, well, that's concerning to me. Well, let me debate that point real quick. Okay. Because I do feel that as a corner, yeah, when your number's not being called, right. you're doing something right. Okay. You're doing something. You're right. doing something right. Yeah, because you're you're not the ball. They're not throwing the ball on you. They're not throwing the ball on you. But only time you uh, hear corner's name is if they throw the ball at the receiver that they're covering. But but at the same time though, like like if Trayvon can't get my that interception we need, mm-hmm. like I expect Brown to to be there. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like and, I expect them to 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 jam these receivers at the line of scrimmage. We're playing against some top receivers in the next few games. Like I expect them to jam them. Yeah. Like I don't expect Trayvon to get every interception or mm-hmm. every or every pass deflect. Mm-hmm. I expect him. I expect Anthony Brown to step up. I yeah. mean, I'm not saying he he's he's playing badly. I, I'm mm-hmm. saying like you know when his numbers call, he's got to be ready to to step up. Oh. And that's, I think we're kind of saying the same thing. I just see it on a different side. Right. Because I'm looking at it like, all right, yeah, he's quite, I love 
when corners are quiet. Okay. Because <laughs> I know what that means because I played the position. Right. And if I've been kind of watching them a little bit when they allow you, when you see right. it on the field. So I've been watching him a little bit. He looks different. He looks okay. like a, he has a different energy about himself. He okay. looks like he's playing with a different level of, like he's a coverage corner. Okay. Trayvon is very aggressive. Okay. Trayvon I, I doesn't mean, play I, the I, best coverage, but I, I Anthony mean, Brown, I, I, I do see is that. Solid. I do see that though. Yeah. Um, I do want to see. I do want to see more out of him because we got, like I said, we got some g- decent receivers in the mm-hmm. next coming games. Like Sterling Shepard's no joke, and and yeah. um, go, I can't pronounce his name. Kevante Tony. Yeah. Is the receiver on the mm-hmm. Giants. Yeah. Yes. So those t- those guys. I don't know how Sterling Shepard's going to fare, but I know. Tony's a younger player, and I know he wants to be the best. So and I'm gonna tell you, dog. I don't fear no receiver in the NFL after this last game. Really? I don't fear any of them. Really? Not one. Because wow. we just played against the best receiving core in the league. I, I mean, don't that, think- that, I mean, I mean, you know, Jamar Chase is going to get his. T. T. Higgins is going to get. Tyler Boyd is going to get his. But, but it's the pressure. The pressure, the ball has to get out, and yeah. I felt, and I felt like when, when Michael was there, mm-hmm. I, and you know, or late to Vanderich or mm-hmm. somebody else is there, the ball's not coming out. Yeah, and so, so we're doing something correct in, yeah. in, in, in that process. Yeah. But when the ball is, when a quarterback slinging it like that, well, well, if, if he's throwing over three hundred yards. Mm-hmm. Then we we got to be on our toes. We got to be able to defend these receivers at the line of scrimmage because you never know any receiver can have a breakout game. Any, yeah, I'm not sure. I, I, I'm I'm fearing one receiver in this division, and and and, and it's the one in Washington. I'm not, I don't mm-hmm. I don't fear one in Philly because I think I think Philly is going to be a hit or miss. I don't fear in them and Giants because the Giants, first of all, we don't we they're suspect mm-hmm. and they're two zero is not surprising. And and then Washington, Washington, yeah. they're not they're they they're nothing to me. Yeah, like the one receiver that I fear is the one in Washington. That's mm-hmm. the only receiver I have I have a problem with. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I mean, I don't. I I'm not gonna lie to you. AJ Brown in Philly is a little because I've seen I've seen what he's capable of. Right. Um, in he does again. Nobody scares me though. Like. I may there's some concern. I, I know I know it doesn't, yeah. but I just, I just no, I know I know nobody does. Yeah, and I can say that for myself too. Mm. But however, he does not scare me. Yeah, because he's because he, the way Jalen Hurts plays quarterback, he's the same way as Dak. The only pro, the only difference in Jalen Hurts' game is that he has help. Mm-hmm. Like Dak, Dak doesn't have that help. He has help yeah. to the point where. If his if his accuracy is off, he can take it off and run, yeah. you know, more than ten yards. And they have he, a solid tight end. They got they 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 got receivers. they got pieces all around. They got a lot of pieces on paper. Yeah, on the field, it looks good. Mm-hmm. But work work. But moving forward, I still think. I mean, our office our office at some points got to got to score more than twenty points. But our defense <laughs> can hold. Yeah, can hold those type of receivers to nothing. Yeah, I think we'll probably have one of the top five defenses in the league when the season is over. I agree. I think that that's why I say I don't really fear anybody. Not to say that I don't respect anybody else. Right. 
I don't really fear any of the receivers on our schedule really? from top to bottom. You like don't. I maybe Cooper Cup when we go to L.A. Okay. Um, Cooper Cup I is mean, more of a. He's uh, gonna get uh, yardage. He's he reminds me so much of Wes Welker. Yeah. Uh, that but, type but, uh, of receiver, but more the athletic. Him, yeah. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so I I do think that he he's a beast. Mm-hmm. He's a fantasy stuff stat stuffer. Like <laughs> um, I wish I would have drafted him, but <laughs> <laughs> but no. In all seriousness, I do think that um, we got a really really good defense. Yeah, and I'm I don't fear many of the teams from a defensive side of the ball. Right. Now on offense, I got I'm nervous as hell. Okay. Because we don't have any anything that totally just jumps out off the screen right okay. now. Right we don't now, have, yeah, right, now, right at this right, moment, right now, because because right now, you know, like 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 I said, we got to score more than twenty points. Cooper Rush has to, you know, you know. The only difference I have is Cooper Rush has a good game. Mm-hmm. Let's open up the playbook for him a lot more. We'll yeah. see what he, what he can do against a defense that you know can throw six to eight at the line of scrimmage, mm-hmm. or uh, throw cover two, or a, a dime or a nickel defense. Let's see yeah. what he can do. We have a good enough defense where we shouldn't be afraid to make mistakes. No, I'm being shouldn't. honest. We like, shouldn't. We have a solid enough team on defense mm-hmm. that we ain't got to be worried about. Oh, if he throws a pick. Okay, he threw a pick. Right. We good. The, our defense going to hold him to three. <laughs> At the, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not worried about it. I don't I don't know. I just think that offensively, they do need to, like you said, they need to open it up. Yeah. Let him sling the ball. Let mm-hmm. him get comfortable doing that. We got six that. to eight weeks. We got, yeah, that's what I'm saying. We got time to really get into a groove. Mm-hmm. And exactly. we got some easy teams on our schedule coming up outside of, uh, outside of L.A., I think. Yeah. Um. Uh, well, then again, LA, L LA is like a like a hit or miss. Yeah. Like 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 no, there's no. I mean, we just got to see the next couple of weeks and, and see where we're going to be at mm-hmm. um, in six to eight weeks time. Um, I do think it's six. You know, I do think like I said, and this will be my final take. Mm-hmm. I do think that Dak needs to take his time to come back. Um, I do think we have a solid backup mm-hmm. in Cooper Rush. He's not well. I say solid as like I say solid the key word solid because he can he can get the job done. Yeah. Um uh, I do think our receivers need to cut need to um you know focus on more route running. Um you know, maybe maybe at some point if there's an injury which I hope there isn't, mm-hmm. then I think you know Odell or some other receivers got to be available. Mm-hmm. Um offensive line wise, um we got to protect better. Uh, in the next few weeks because I think we're going to face some um, decent talent on the front line. Mm-hmm. Uh, defensively, uh, we're going to be all right mm-hmm. on the on defense. It's not that bad. I do. I have a concern about on the defense being on the field mm-hmm. a lot longer. I felt like this game, they're on the field. It got close to it because mm-hmm. I think in the fourth quarter, they were on the field for t- the entire fourth quarter. Yeah. And that's how Cincinnati was able to make their comeback. Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't put 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 enough points on the board for them to to rest. Like our you know, first maybe, drive after halftime was a three and out. Yes, the drive after that three mm-hmm. and out. So we so we can't have that. Those, yeah. those are we can't have droughts like that. We gotta mix it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I one hundred percent agree um, with all of that. I just think that we're in a very very vulnerable space right mm-hmm. now. This can go really good or really bad. 
And I say time will tell. The only reason I say that it could potentially go bad is because of the fact that they won't let Cooper Rush free. They won't let him be free. I just kind of know how they how they operate, and they're not gonna let him throw the ball thirty times a game again. They're not. They're not they're gonna not. let him. They're not. They're I mean, not gonna look at the one San Francisco. San Francisco suffered a major injury. That's what I'm saying. And and you know Jimmy's been in, in the offense. He literally luck took the team to the nearly a Super Bowl championship. Was in mm-hmm. a minute away. Yeah. And they're opening up more than Trey Lance was given. Mm-hmm. And so. I want that. Mm-hmm. I want that type of quarterback. I do too. I do he, too. And you know, he Jim, can, he has the potential to be that. I I do think that Cooper Rush weeks. has the potential to be that in six weeks because this is what we got to do. Yeah, in six weeks, not in like what this. So Dak would be like. So you got the Giants, and then you got two more games, according to Jerry. Mm-hmm. So we're we're saying about mid October, mm-hmm. but. Logical sense would be like October, then October into November after the bye week. So you're talking about giving Dak an extra week Mm -hmm. to rest. So that's like what seven weeks. Yeah, a crucial time is November because everybody's trying to you know see where they're at. Mm -hmm. You know, mid October, it doesn't matter right now, but mid October into early November, we got to see where we're at. And if we're sitting at 500 when Mm -hmm. Dak comes back, I'm good. Mm -hmm. I'm good. Yeah, I'm I'm happy with that because exactly. at the end of the day, I don't need Cooper Rush to go undefeated while Dak is gone. <laughs> like I, I don't, mean, I, I would love it, right? I, I mean, I, I take. I it. mean, if it, if the defense holds opponents to what 18 points a game, then there's hope. There is, there is hope, and I just the only way that we're gonna be a consistent team and really start building something. Mm-hmm. Is to open up this playbook right now because one, it's we not just to. affecting Cooper Rush, it. it's affecting everybody on that entire offense. So the right. more that they get comfortable when that gets back, it's yeah. like, all right, it's butter now. Right, it's butter, right. and we kind of have a plan. Right. Yeah, you, you got you got to keep this. You got to get the type of receivers that we have. We got to get them in space. Mm-hmm. But thanks for that. Uh, yeah, let's absolutely. switch gears to college football. UNT, okay. Now UNT played against. A UNLV team. This team had this team was two and ten last year. Okay, we went in there and laid a fucking egg. Fifty-eight to twenty-seven. Are you serious? Like, like, okay. My takeaway is number one: Ani didn't play that bad. It's only he wasn't given enough opportunities to shine. He threw two interceptions and two touchdown passes. But at the same time, he was not given enough plays to shine out there. Against a Unilville team that showed a lot of pressure, and they were, a lot of, they were more physical up front. And their quarterback, their quarterback is no joke either. He's not spectacular. But he got the job done with his running and his a little bit thrown as well, but more running because their running back had over 200 yards rushing. The quarterback had 100 yards, so that tells you something um, between the between those two quarterbacks, Ani and the quarterback in UNLV, Brunfield. Uh, Brunfield's more of a runner. Ani is more of a conservative quarterback. I think he was playing too conservative to the point we only scored 27 points. On, well, actually, 20 points on offense. So this game, we got our ass kicked. 
That's reality. Let me get to number two. I have a problem with this guy being our head coach, okay? You're telling me in seven seasons, you are the longest tenure coach in Texas. Longest. That, that's, you know, everybody in Texas is firing their coaches uh, left and right in college. But Seth the Trail being there for seven seasons, oh, man, that's a blessing. That is blessed to the point where you go 0-5 and, and you're barely 500. Like, this team is supposed to be elite. Elite on offense. and Elite defensively, which that will be the next point. But Seth Luttrell is not the man. He's never going to be the man for this job. And I just don't know why we continue to give him praise. Like, the continuous mistakes that he's made. Like, I don't see him as a leader amongst men. Um... You know, like, like there's no, like in this game, there was no adjustments after halftime. Like what'd you do after halftime to get, to get them off the field? Cause it felt like if they were on the field a lot longer, they were, they were, they were supposed to be. Like I said, this team went two and 10 last year with, with a rookie head coach, which by the way, the head coach is no joke on their side. But yet, Set the drill. Well, we're supposed to. We're supposed to compete for championships, and we're no, no we're nowhere near a championship berth. Better yet, a title in the conference. But yet, you're, you want to go to a new conference to win a title there. You can't win a title in this one. How how do you go zero and five in bowl games? How how do you barely? How do you go? Um, uh, under 500 on the road in conference games. This is not a conference game. This was just a non-conference game, which went bad in, in the first, in all game long. We can't sustain any drives. You know, our player personnel is terrible. Um, the play calling, I, I don't know what the hell you're throwing out there. Like, like, the people of Denton, which who, well, they probably listen to the show and they probably watch me. Listen, we don't, we, listen, let me be real with you. We're not good at all, period. We're not, bro. Like, we, we, we're supposed to be top tier. Like, like, it's supposed to be Texas one, North Texas two. We're not that, we're not that team. We're just, and Seth the Trail's not that coach. I like for to see them. I like to see them make a move as soon as possible, because this can go bad quickly. It goes to my third point, number three. The defense got exposed, guys. So I don't know what we threw out there. I don't, you know, you know, as far as why we have some decent players on defense, but defensively we gave up forty nine points. If you if you if you want to be realistic, um, you know. A bunch of big plays to run, you know, their running game. And, you know, even though the running back was a physical back, like over 200 yards, that doesn't sit well with me. And your quarterback runs for 100 yards, and he's not even in the top tier quarterbacks in the, in the college football. Like, something has to give, man. You are experienced defense. And there's no leaders on that, def, 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 on that defensive unit. You could say uh, Katie Davis, who sacrificed go, um, moving on last year. Like KD, you could have easily moved on. Like you, like, like it's like 
It's like it's like if nothing works on one team, right? Go to the next. Go to the next team. You want to compete for a championship. You want to be noticed, recognized. You want to be recognized, Katie Davis. You go to a team. Or go to a school that is well recognized. That you can get more NFL scouts to come to your games. They ain't coming to North Texas because of your record of the defense, giving up numerous, 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 numerous plays. And that's where my frustration comes. We don't have a established scheme on defense. We just throw a bunch of players out there that know how to tackle. That's all we can do. Like, we can't play no cover two, cover three, a nickel, a dime, or a four, three defense without giving up a big play. I don't see any, any leaders on defense other than the defensive corner, Phil Bennett, who's been in there for 40 plus seasons. Who, by the way, if this season go, if we go, what? If we lose the next five games, you never know. He could be the next. He he could be an interim coach. He could be. But then again, um, then I I don't see this team doing anything right now. Maybe after the season, when well, one well, well they they lose the next eight games, then you know maybe they'll do something then. But it'll be too late. Then again, we, we waste our, our time investing so much in this team that they can't get the job done. And they never will. Our defense will not get us to where we need to go. And we talked about consistency. Our defense is nowhere near consistent. Number four, the next five games is important, guys. We got Memphis next. We got Florida Atlantic, the start of conference play. We got a buy. We got La Tech. We got UTSA. We got Western Kentucky. Note, note this. Those teams are no joke. Okay? Memphis is no joke. Uh, Florida Atlantic is no joke. The bye week definitely is no joke. Um, La Tech is no joke. Even though we can play against La Tech a little bit. Um, we got UTSA. No joke, definitely. And we got, um, Western Kentucky. The only issue that I have with UTSA is UTSA. Do not come to our campus and post, you know, pics of yourself wearing jerseys that you're going to wear for the game. You did that on, on Texas's campus and look at their end result. That's bulletin material, guys. Do not do that shit. Okay? Do not do that on, on this campus. Now, you want to do it on your, on your own campus? Yes. Yeah. 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 Pose for the camera and all that stuff. That's all y'all can do. But, but at the same time, don't do it on our campus. Okay. And like, you, you'll, you'll win the game. I'll give you that. Don't ever do that. You don't want to do that. So, but I do see us. Oh man! Right now, I do. If if I were to be a betting man, I'll say one and four, and the one would be will, when the one win would be against Latte because we can play against those guys, even though they got a new head coach. Uh, so that would be what three and six at the time. That ninth game coming up, um, we got three games left. If we go three and six, um, you know I don't know, but. We'll see what this team is made of, man. I think it's a, it's a crucial stretch. Uh, we got to get our offense in line. Uh, if we're going to be a running team, if we're going to be a passing team, uh, you know, like I said, we got to be, uh, we got to see what the defense will give us in these next five games, which are crucially important. 
let's go to my last point, my final take, okay, about this offense. Uh, I'm sorry, about this team. The athletic director Warren Baker is not is nowhere in sight when they lose these games because we and you know we got our ass kicked twice. We beat Texas Southern, which you know Texas Southern is Texas Southern. We we uh, we we knew that from the start of the game. We knew that they were they 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 gave us a fight in the first half. We knew we were going to run away with that. We can't play. Oh, that that shows us where we're at right now. And I saw a quote in the paper that was given to me. This was before this UNLV game that that was played in the paper, and I'm quoting. Winning that game will say a lot about where UNT is as a program. Yes. And, you know, I was thinking about that, and I was like, okay, if we win, then that means we're just, it just starts the program. But we lost that game, so it means that we're two steps back. We're further, further, further down the line. More, um, you know, other teams are are going up here. We're like deep. We're digging ourselves a hole, guys, down there to the point where of no point of no return. So I think that's where we're at right now with this team, as far as UNT goes. Could it get better? We don't know, but we got it. But we got to stop giving. This team praises, especially Ani. Okay, we know he's the oldest quarterback in football. We don't have you don't have to repeat the same stuff numerous times. We know that there's other players out there that are old, are like his age or older and that's playing college football. There's no joke. I mean, it's not not surprised. They don't get much attention as Ani does. I mean, he's 29 years old. He can play another season or another two, two seasons. It's just. We got to stop with that praise, guys. We got to stop giving this team praises because if, if we give them praises, it will go over their head and they'll forget what football's all about. Then we won't win titles in our conference. So no more praise. You don't give Alabama praise. I mean, when they lose a game, it's like the, the house is on fire. Texas, same thing. But I'm going to keep it real with y'all. Stop giving praise until I see consistency. Then yes, I will. Uh, then yes, I will celebrate and and do all the things. But I gotta see consistency first. Now, that's the end of our show. I do want to appreciate Gabe on his expertise on the Cowboys. Uh, we 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 will do this again. Um, but other than that, guys, coming up next week, I am I, I want to give praise. Speaking of praises, I want to give praise to the Las Vegas Aces for winning their championship. And I do want to give praise to Becky Hammer being the first head coach. Winning the championship, uh, former player that, that played in the WNBA, all that stuff. So I'm going to give her praise next week and dive deeper into what the, what the WNBA needs to do moving forward to have continuous success. But we're going to talk about that next week, and also we're going to recap the Giants game, which is a Monday night game um, on ESPN. We're going to definitely recap that and see where we go from here. But other than that, guys, I appreciate you tuning in.